Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos, talking about those O's. Watching them win, watching them lose, regardless of what happens, we are there. We have their back. It's funny watching these Orioles. When they lose, I always say, hey, it's because, you know, they're almost there. They're going to be good. They're going to be one of the best teams. Got young kids coming up. Just give it time. But when they win, I'm like, fuck yeah, they're the best team in the majors right now. (laughs) It's like, of course they won. Nobody can beat them. You know, it's like I always have an excuse in my back pocket no matter what happens. I mean, the Orioles win on Saturday night was just sexy as hell. New York comes into Camden Yard, 65 and 31. They were leading three to nothing after three and a half innings. And they had Cole pitching. I've said it since day one. Keep an eye on these guys no matter how far behind they are. Now, they're going to have games where they just completely shit the bed, just like Sunday. They completely shit the bed. But again, it was 125 degrees outside. It's so damn hot. But, you know, the Yankees were playing in the same heat. But anyway, trying to find an excuse of why they shit the bed so badly on Sunday. But back to Saturday, glass half full. Now, the the Yankees could have had that, that lead could have been uglier, knowing the Yankees left seven on base. In the first four innings. Overall, they left 11 and went one for 14 with runners in scoring position. Now, the Orioles took advantage of that. Obviously, one six to three with two outs in the fifth. At this point, it's three to nothing. Now, the past few weeks, I've been shitting on Mateo's bat. Uh, obviously, he's one of the most exciting players that I like on the Orioles. Defense, once he gets on the base, if he hits a single, it's an automatic double. But lately, his past 15 games, he's batting 280. So he's coming around. So like we all said, if his bat starts getting mean and he's starting to hit, get base hits and get on base a lot, shit, sky's the limit with that guy. I've got balls of steel. But there was two outs in the fifth inning. Orioles down three to nothing. Mateo singled. There you go. Stole his 23rd base right after that. And then Cedric Mullins hits a base hit. Here comes Mateo. Then Mullins scores after Adley's double. It's three to two. Then the bottom of the seventh, Mateo hits a single, scoring Urias to tie the game. And Cedric, the sacrifice fly that he hit in center field, it was a shallow center field fly ball. But with Mateo's speed, you could see Aaron Judge rush the throw, and he just <laughs> just airlifted. And Mateo, obviously, he probably didn't even have to slide. He would have been safe. Well, the Orioles go up 4-3. to three. Now, anytime you're playing the Yankees with that lineup, again, that shitbag lineup, you never want to face them in the ninth inning only up by one because that team, hey, just like the Orioles, could score 10 in one run, in one inning. But with uh, Urias hitting that two-run home run to make it 6-3, to three, he just nailed that bitch shut. That was it. Done deal. Jorge did come out and think got, things got a little hairy. Wouldn't, I'd be lying if I wasn't pacing back and forth. But, of course, Orioles win 6-3. to three. Now, Cole's last two starts versus the Orioles, nine runs, 14 innings pitch. He has two losses this year. One at Houston, one of the Orioles. Suck it, Cole. Just suck it. Now, I only got to see the second half of that uh, Saturday game. I saw the movie Nope. Jordan Peele movies. I normally like Jordan Peele movies. They're good. They're interesting. They're, they're scary horror movies. Nope was exactly the word I stated when I left the theater. That movie was terrible. Now, I always try to recommend movies to see. Uh, or no, I actually do try to give the advice of moves to stay away from. I would stay away from the movie. No boy. You talk about shit in the bed. Oh, 
That was rough. I think sometimes people just try to make a quick buck with throwing out a movie. That was not his best. But look, M. Night Shyamalan or Shyamalama Ding Dong, whatever his name is. I'm a huge fan of his and, and his past few movies. He's kind of shit the bed. I think the title of this uh, episode is going to be called Shit the Bed. What are we, four minutes in? And I've already said it like 10 times. <laughs> you got to drink every time I say shit the bed. But Urias? Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so nope, that was a terrible movie. Don't see it. All right? <laughs> terrible. But Urias, his last 14 games, he's hitting 392 with a 686 slugging. Since he's been back, he's just tearing it up. And Sunday's game, again, it was just a shitty, lazy, nothing game. Again, just so damn hot. I was impressed. Camden Yards, I mean, there's, of course, there's always going to be a lot of Yankee fans. Yankees, Red Sox, doesn't matter. They're going to pack the house. It's 10 times cheaper for them to come to Camden Yards than pay the money for their own stadium. And actually, I'm going to talk about that a little later of what it costs, uh, where the Orioles are, for how much it costs for a family of four. Uh, a friend of mine texted me this, and I noticed this was kind of going around Twitter as well. It's kind of interesting. I'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, somebody broke it down of what it costs family of four to go to a baseball game, and they every single team, there's a list. But I was very impressed. It's like between 25, 30,000 fans, even though it was 150 degree weather. I had a gentleman by the name of Kevin, friend of the show. My man Kevin wrote in. He said, yeah, I'm going to the game this weekend. He's been down in Florida. Usually you go down to Florida when it's freezing here, and then you go down there. But he's like, nah, fuck this. I'm, I'm okay with the heat. He was watching the 10-game win streak down in Florida. But he says in his email, he goes, I know they are overperforming a bit, and the bullpen could be split up at the trade deadline or burned out, but it's still been exciting. He says they are showing some of the things we are doing are working, and the most talented of prospect pitchers aren't even here yet. He says, I will be out there this weekend for one of the Yankee games, and he hopes that the Oriole fans show up and pack the house so there's not, you know, 90% Yankee fans here. You know, every now and then you heard, you know, let's go Yankee chants. You're going to hear that no matter what the Orioles are doing or when the season, whatever. You're always going to hear that. But the Orioles fans seem to kind of drown them out pretty quick. But Kevin said, screw the heat. Fuck this. I'm going to support my Orioles no matter whether it's 10 degrees or 110. I'll be there. So appreciate the email. But yeah, Sunday's game, that was bad. I mean, no matter who you are, how well you're doing, what kind of team you are, you're always going to have those games, no matter what. It's just a long fucking season. It's, it's going to happen. So the Orioles right now, one under 500. They're trying. They're, they're three and a half out of the wild card right now. They are scratching and clawing. They're doing their best. I mean, they're a fun team, exciting. Like we always say, no matter how far they're down in the game, do not turn it off except for Sunday's game. <laughs> it just kept getting worse and worse. Ugh. And speaking of worse and worse, and I I feel bad saying this, but it's just the facts. I'm not, not making fun of them. But it's almost like I feel like, you know, when I'm coaching Little League, there's a kid that stinks. I mean, you're not allowed to say, hey, and, you know, why aren't you playing my son? Because your son sucks. You know, it's just things you don't say. It's almost how I feel about Trey Mancini. It's like no matter how badly Trey's doing, you just don't talk about it. I just feel like he's one of those players you just don't shit on. But I got to say, the guy's struggling. The guy is struggling. His last 30 at bats, he's batting 133 with a 267 slugging, 212 OBP. My theory is he doesn't want to be traded from the Orioles. All that trade talk, he's like, nope. 
Here, hold my beer. We'll see if you guys can trade me. Hey, and I'm all for it. Whatever. Don't trade Trey. But yeah, the, the guy is just hurting. I mean, Sunday, again, they're, they're playing 150 degree weather. They, everybody, they just look sluggish. They look tired. It's almost like they went out and partied that Saturday night after they beat the Yankees. I do personally know somebody who left, I think it was in the sixth inning on Saturday. They were just like, it was two, no, it was a Friday. It's either fr- Friday or Saturday. It was a night game. It wasn't even the Sunday game. If you went to the Sunday game, I'd love to hear if you stayed the whole game. I played tennis in this weather like last week. I think I blacked out twice, threw up about three or four times, lost about 60 pounds of water weight. It felt great the next day. I'm sure me saying that, oh, man, what a what a bandwagon fan. It's too hot. Can't watch the Orioles. Look, if my AC's kicking, I'm going to sit in my recliner and enjoy the Orioles. But come on. They do that uh, feels like with the weather. Feels like 110. Well, then say it's 110. 94, but feels like 130. All right. Say it's 130. But man, it was, the, the Orioles are still packing the house in this weather. Oh, it was an interesting weekend of baseball with the Yankees. And look, even on Friday, I hate to say it, you know, they, they lost by one run, seven to six. And you've heard me say it before. You know, there's no such thing as you almost won or, or you, you, you kind of lost. No, you either win or you lose and you lost. They lost by one run. But with Santander's three-run home run, oh, that was fantastic. The look on Chapman's shitbag face. What a just a shitty human being. I hate him. I hate I don't use the word hate very often, but Chapman, he's definitely in the category of I hate piece of shit. So even though he lost, I still had a uh, glass half full feeling after Santander crushed that three-run home run to make it seven to six. But the Orioles are just going toe-to-toe with the Yankees. And, you know, with the team that they have now, they're going to be better, you know, later in the season, next season, the season after that, just going to keep getting better. So if they're playing like this now, going toe to toe with everyone in the division, shit, shit, it's going to be fun. And what I was saying last week about the Orioles, if they were in any other division, you know, it sounds like sore loser talk. Well, if they weren't in this division, but it's true. If the Orioles were in any other division right now, they'd either be second or third in the division. I mean, the Twins are 52 and 44 in the Central. Houston's killing it, just like the Yankees. But then you got the Mariners, 51 and 45. The Orioles would be right under them because the Rangers are 43 and 51. The Orioles would be right over the Red Sox between the uh, Guardians and the White Sox. You go to the National League, they'd be second or third in any of those divisions. <laughs> so anyway, moving on from that. Now, speaking about Jorge Lopez, again, shutting the door Saturday night, did a great job. Got a little hairy, but he did it. So that's all that matters. TMZ, Jorge Lopez's face was on the cover of uh, one of the TMZ's articles, and it was bizarre. I don't even think I was scrolling through to read about sports. I was just reading news articles, and I come across TMZ, and there's Jorge Lopez's face, and I'm going, oh, shit, Jorge, who did you have sex with? What did you say? Why are you in trouble? But no, it was just uh, basically about Vegas might lose a shit ton of money, even though they have more money than God. So you can't really feel sorry for them at all. But I guess after the All-Star game, which if I ever meet Dusty Baker, that'll be the first thing I say to him. You couldn't have just let Jorge pitch the whole inning. And I understand when you get in the late innings and you're trying to fit everybody in the game. Come on. Dirtbag. But anyway, uh, after the All-Star game, TMZ spoke to Jorge, and Jorge said to T- 
TMZ, hey, the Orioles are indeed World Series contenders. They're a great team, and they have what it takes, and so on. So TMZ said, well, if Lopez is right, it could cost Las Vegas Sportsbook a fortune. So those 2001 odds to win the World Series with the Orioles betting on them. So obviously, you know, put down $200, you're going to win 20 grand. But that'd be some shit <laughs> to win that money. And they were basically breaking it down, saying, according to ESPN, that means if, again, Lopez is correct about the Orioles going to the World Series and winning it, it could mean seven-figure loss for some books. Again, Vegas, the money that they have, who gives a shit? But I just thought that was funny, TMZ making that an article <laughs> on their website. Like, Jorge Lopez feels the Orioles are, might win the World Series. You know what that means? Vegas is going to be really upset. So that was cool. Jorge just backing up the Orioles saying, fuck yeah, they are going to the World Series. All right. uh, Since we last spoke, uh, the Orioles had a little bit of a draft. Uh, First, the number one pick, of course, Jackson Holiday. Hey, dude, better be good. Now, do you get excited about baseball draft? I mean, if you're a baseball fan, yeah, you always want to know what who the Orioles are going to pick number one. <clears throat> and I talk to a lot of people who say, yeah, after the first draft pick, not really interested. What is it? A 60% chance first round draft pick will make it in the majors and then it drops to 50, 30, 20. So I don't know. I just a lot of people who are texting. Hey, what do you think of the first round draft pick for the Orioles? I thought they were going to go with Drew Jones. But they go with Jackson Holiday. And a lot of people thought that. And during the game, one was at the other night, uh, Kevin Brown actually asked uh, Sigma Dell, who came up in the booth and they were chatting with him about the draft. And Kevin Brown asked him that, said, hey, uh, Drew Jones seemed like the guy, the number one spot, best out of all those picks. Why did you go with Jackson Holiday? Sig responded, saying that after they read about 20 scouting reports on Jackson, he said it was just a no brainer. So the scouting reports on Jackson apparently were just phenomenal. And yeah, I mean, Jackson Holiday looks like the real deal. When people ask me, hey, what do you think of the draft? The Orioles picking Jackson Holiday. You think he's going to be good? Uh, yeah, I just my response is I hope. I hope he's good. He looks like the real deal. Was he 12 years old? He looks like it. My God, if he drove by me on the highway and I looked over at him driving a car, I'd be like, what the hell is that kid doing? His parents have no idea he just stole the car. But everything about Jackson Holiday, the stats, how he plays, the scouting reports, yeah, of course, Orioles drafted him number one pick. It's a no-brainer. Bleacher Report gave the Orioles an A for their draft. They say, this is what they said, the Orioles received an A not only for Jackson Holiday number one, but also for stocking up on college sluggers like Dylan Beavers, Max Wagner, Judd Fabian, all studs, of course, with their next three picks. Now, Jackson Holiday. Sure, you know, son of former seven-time All-Star Matt Holiday, of course, played for Colorado. I think he's probably mostly known for playing on St. Louis. But uh, Jackson is still a kid in high school. He's playing shortstop from Oklahoma. Again, he just looks so young in the picture. He does not. If he was, if someone said this kid's in eighth grade, I'd say okay, and I'd move on to whatever I was doing. But baseball will be drafting kids that young before we know it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> kids, sixth and seventh grade, 12, 14 years old. Just these kids are getting taller and stronger. My friends have kids who are like 11 years old. They're like six foot five, 170 pounds. I go to their baseball games just to watch because I, you know, I hear them 
every day, all day brag about their son pitching. You know, he's 14 and he can throw 106. It's like, I got to go and see this kid. And I'm watching these, these travel leagues, 14 and under, not one kid under six feet tall. Like, what is in the food these days? These kids just all walking around look like giants. But uh, speaking of the scouting reports, just talked about what uh, Bleacher Report said. Fangrass posted that Holiday will be a top 25 prospect in MLB as soon as he signs, which he did. Congratulations, 8.19. So Holiday is getting his money. Uh, his senior season, he set a nationwide record by hitting 89 hits in 41 games. Yeah, it's pretty damn impressive, right? And then here's what Pipeline said about Holiday. It says Holiday has an advanced approach. No surprise given his roots and a knack for putting the barrel on the ball. He usually makes consistent hard contact, though he didn't during the summer when he let his simple left-handed stroke get too long. But after getting bigger and stronger, which he's going to continue to do, he's hitting the ball with more authority than ever this spring. And he also looks more relaxed at the plate and is letting his considerable power come naturally. So they were just giving him mad props. I don't know. Sometimes these scouting reports sound like someone reading your horoscope. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're a Gemini. So another one, like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm a Scorpio. But then when they read what kind of person you are, it's like, hey, wait a minute. It sounds like all the other ones. It's like you get anxious. You, you get anxiety when you're in an anxious moment. You get scared if, if you're in a, a scary moment. It's like, wait, okay, shut up. You're a very nice person. But it, sometimes you're not in a good mood. All right, shut it. You could basically say the same thing for each batter. Just switch around some words, and there you go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tone it back, Nate. Now, now you're insulting these scouts. You know, come on. They, they Hard work, dedication. They break it down. They're the reason why teams succeed. Okay. Everyone just settle down. You, you, you know what I'm saying. A lot of these scouting reports, they just all sound the same. What do you want me to tell you? And the Orioles, who do they pick next? Dylan Beavers. Uh, Dylan Bea, Beavers, unfortunate name. Outfielder, University of California. Jude Fabian, outfielder, U University of Florida. Both studs. We'll see how they do. I don't know. Yeah, am I, am I excited about drafts and these kids? Sure. But we'll see. Talk to me in a couple years. And then we'll, then we'll uh, see what we're doing here. Michael Elias, I'm sure he has an idea. What, what am I going to say? No, no, Michael Elias. Oh, boy, they really fucked up this time. I'm sure they know what they're doing. So I'm sure we've got some good players that are going to come up in the system and help the Orioles. Bottom line. There you go. We'll talk about them more as the weeks come. I'm going to have some guests coming on, kind of break it down, and, you know, we'll go from there. So, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about the draft? Hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I mean, were you bummed that the Orioles didn't pick Drew Jones? I mean, where'd he go? I think he went Diamondbacks, right? But uh, Jackson Holiday was not... It, everything that I was reading and the scouting reports that I was reading, I did not think that he was going... that the Orioles were going to pick him. But again, what the fuck do I know when it comes to what Elias and Sigma Dell and the boys want to do here? <laughs> oh boy anyway all right so moving on we'll see yeah congratulations jackson holiday can't wait to see him looks like he's gonna be the real deal all right just a heads up here it's gonna take about 15 seconds because i just want to remind you today's episode's brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler sports drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports 
They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. You spell it, but you, but you leave out all the vowels. There you go. Uh, all we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. So check them out. Sportsdrink.org. Have at it. All right. So right now, Orioles, one game under 500. They are scratching and clawing. Like I was saying earlier, they are three and a half out of the wild card. It's amazing that we're almost into August and we're having playoff and Orioles in the same sentence. That just gives me chills, baby. Uh, but right now, the Orioles are uh, the, the Rays are coming into Baltimore. Four game series. Against the Rays, last time they played the Rays, they uh, lost two out of three games in Tampa. Again, they just play like absolute dog shit in Tampa. And then the Cincinnati Reds, and then the Orioles go to Cincinnati, and then they go to Texas, so they could pick up some ground there. Who knows? So it's going to be interesting in the next couple weeks with the Orioles baseball, see uh, what they're going to do with the trade deadline as well. I mean, look, Santander, Trey Mancini, Cedric Mullins, Jorge Lopez, who knows what Mike's going to do when the phone rings, he picks it up. If it's a good trade, adios, folks. Unless your name's Adley, you're not safe. If it's the right deal, he'll do it. Oh, he'll do it. Is that a threat? you damn right it is. Keep your bags packed there, kid. Uh, since we last spoke, uh, the Home Run Derby, I don't know, did, did you watch that? Did you get in that? It just doesn't feel right when it's Home Run Derby not under the lights. When the sun's out, it looks like it's 11 o'clock in the afternoon in L.A. Do we have to watch anything pertaining to sports on the West Coast? What the fuck does that even mean, Nate? I don't know. I just, uh, it's not like, you know, get off my lawn, old man, that we're watching Home Run Derby in the daytime. My wife was watching it with me, and even she was like, it just doesn't feel right. But Juan Soto, Home Run Derby champ, I'm just not a big fan of his. I don't know. When he came up, you know, he's, what, 15 years old? (laughs) When he first started playing, grabbing the crotch, staring down the pitcher, that just bothered me about him. And again, I may sound like an old man complaining about this shit. Look, I came around with the bat flips. I remember when all the players were doing the bat flips, I was kind of being like, what is this shit? Act like you've been there. But I don't know. It's grown on me. I think after every home run, they have to do a bat flip in the home run derby, and they get graded on that as well. But I, I don't know. I was not rooting for Juan Soto. Maybe it's because he's on the Nats. I think everything about the Nats over the years, I just I, I can't stand the players, the managers, the coaches, the fans. <laughs> I just don't like any of it. But I thought it was a little awkward. I mean, after Juan Soto said, I don't want your kajillion dollars you're offering me. I don't want to be on the Nats any more than I need to be. I want to go somewhere else. But then when he was... <laughs> Winning the home run derby. And when he won, like half the players, Davey Martinez comes out and they're all jumping around him, celebrating, knowing that, you know, this guy's probably going to leave in about a week or two. I don't know. Maybe I was being a little more dramatic, but I thought that was a little awkward. But my wife was sitting there watching the game with me. She she said there should be an age bracket in home run derby because after watching pool holes, who's I don't know, I think he turned 67 the other day. He, you could tell after the first round, the poor guy just needed a glass of wine and a bath and call it a day. Poor guy. You know, <laughs> he held his own. He did all right. But every time I watch it, I think I say this every year. How fun would that be to be a kid in the outfield during that home run derby? Although, you know, I always <laughs> get a kick out of it every time it's a fly ball 
14 miles in the air and it comes down. These little like six year old kids are trying to catch it every now and then you'll see a kid get a busted eye. He's okay. He'll fall down. He'll get up in a you know, minute or two, but that's some more entertainment. Like watching, uh, watching the home run derby. Gina, you must not have kids. You're talking about kids getting hurt. Oh, shut up. Of course there was a fight in the stands. I mean, you know, you see how fans react during foul balls in every game. I mean, there's over 100 balls getting hit in the crowd. What do you think's going to happen? They're going to fight. There's, there's going to be a fight. I even said that before the home run derby to my wife. I'm like, I, you know, we might see a fight or two. Seeing how these people run after the ball. I mean, my wife even gets a kick out of that in these foul balls. You see people do somersaults over the seats. See people fall out of the sands onto the field trying to grab for the foul ball. So shit, you know, you got a packed house. <laughs> hands flying everywhere, elbows up in people's throats. Fuck yeah, there's going to be a fight that's going to happen over a goddamn baseball. And then the All-Star game came around. And it starts off with Denzel Washington walking out like he owns the place. <laughs> I love Denzel Washington. Even when he's just in real life, doing a real life situation, like giving a speech, he's got the same swagger. Is when I see him in movies. I mean, he looked like he acted like he was in the movie Training Day. It's a kind of swaggery. Yeah, was one of my top ten favorite movies. If you haven't seen it, Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke. Oh shit, just killed it. And uh, speaking of Ethan Hawke, another movie you got to see, The Black Phone. Uh, that was just great. Ethan Hawke plays just a psychotic son of a bitch. It's very upsetting. It's not a movie that you're gonna walk out and have uh, very nice joyful feelings. You might want to go home and watch some, you know, Bob's burgers or something like that to end your night. But uh, the jerseys in the all-star game. Oh my God. Just fucking awful. Like, what is that? Just another reason in the top 100 reasons of why we don't like Rob Manfred. He's like, I don't get the big deal. I mean, you know, I think baseball should be all about matching jerseys. You dick bag. Come on. That's what the all-star game is about. Everyone wears their own jerseys and nah, whatever. I just was not pleased with that. And you may disagree. Love to hear from you, your opinion about that. Full count chaos at gmail.com. And I just think it was funny as the all-star game started. Otani, of course, gets a base hit. And you're like, all right, well, you know, he's one of the best. There he goes. He gets on base. Boom, gets picked off, leading on first. That's embarrassing. And uh, the mic'd up pitchers. At first, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? These guys are trying to focus, concentrate. Do you know how hard it is? to try to throw a 90 mile an hour cutter and get it on the plate on the black. And you're sitting here chirping in their ear. But then after about a minute, I'm like, you know what? I dig it. And it looked like the pitchers were digging it as well. Nestor Cortez, you know, he's on the Yankees. So of course I hate him, but he, he just seems like a funny dude on Sunday. He was uh, pitching against the Orioles and he threw a sidearm to Mullins. It was just way off the plate. I don't even think Mullins took the bat off his shoulder and they just looked at each other and Nestor was laughing. Cedric was laughing. And I'm like, Oh, I want to hate this guy so much because he's wearing Yankees, but and they had him mic'd up in the all-star game. I'm like, God damn it. I think I like this guy. Shit. But at first I'm like, I, what, what, do you, what is happening? Like when they first started doing that with miking up the players in the outfield, I'm like, you can't do that. These guys are trying to play ball. But again, I feel like the old man get off my lawn. Like, what is this new shit? This new age crap. But I dig it. So I thought that was kind of cool. And, uh, you know, what he, what Nestor Cortez did to the Orioles on Sunday, no, I'm not a fan of his anymore. That quickly left. But yeah, Friday night's game, just hot as shit. Baltista, <laughs> fucking the mountain, Baltista. 
coming out, throw 102, and then he throws a 91 splitter. Yeah, <laughs> you forget about it. Ben McDonald, of course, was having his fun with, uh, you know, that'll hurt your feelings, all the funny shit that he says. But, the, hey, the bullpen gave the Orioles a chance on Friday. Look, they lost 7-6. to six. I hate saying, well, they only lost by one. It sounds like something my mom says when she texts me. Well, they gave it their all. They only lost by one. It's like, no, the, at the end of the day, they lost. If you don't have more runs than the opponent team, uh, forget it. Glass half full. I mean, glass half empty. But with uh, Brian Baker, Felix Bautista, Dylan Tate combined to strike out seven of the nine batters they faced. They were just keeping it to a 7-6. Just down one run, of course, just couldn't get it. So like I said, right now, Orioles, one under 500. I did not think that we would be talking July baseball. The Orioles, three and a half out of the wild card, only one under 500. Holy moly. This is exciting. And speaking of the weekend, going to the game, of course, the talk is always, you know, how much, you know, I, I don't want to go to the game. I don't want to spend all that money. And I think the Orioles, if I'm not mistaken, Camden Yards, they let you bring in your own drinks, your own food. Uh, you know, the Orioles try to do everything they can. They're, they're pretty uh, generous with the ticket prices and pertaining to kids. But a buddy of mine sent me this text. And I, like I said, I, I saw it going around Twitter as well. Uh, you know, it looks like this came out from uh, Mark J. Burns on Twitter. I'm not too familiar with him, but he's the uh, senior sports business reporter for uh, MorningConsult.com. Of course, everybody says on Twitter, opinions are mine. So I got a text, got a screenshot, and then uh, I think somebody sent me a tweet as well. Anyway. So I thought this was interesting to see. So a cost for a family of four to go to a baseball game and, and family of four is in you know four tickets. You pay for the four tickets, not like kids under 10 or something. So four tickets, four hot dogs, two beers, two sodas and parking. And this is in 2022. And it says the total amount of that day of, of basically what it would cost you. Now the Red Sox are number one at $324 and 37 cents. Now it's nine fifty a beer average over at the Red Sox. Tickets cost average of sixty one dollars. Sodas an average of five fifty. Hot dog, hot dogs at six bucks. I don't know. Maybe I just don't eat hot dogs anymore. I think that sounds kind of expensive, right? Parking average at about twenty four dollars. So Boston's number one. Uh, the Cubs. I was kind of shocked about this. Or number two, the average for a family of four three hundred and twelve dollars. A beer average ten almost eleven dollars. Fuck out of here. Yankees number three. You got Houston and then the Nationals with $279. Average beer price, 10 bucks. Parking average $24. Although in Houston being number four, I thought that was interesting. Their parking price is an average of $9. So I don't know what the, how their parking situation is there, but I thought that was kind of cheap. But the Orioles are where they one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Top eight for cheapest. For $168, but they have that the beer is $10, but the sodas, is low, uh, he has as low as $2.50, hot dogs at $3, and then average parking $10. I, I don't know about that. Parking's pretty damn expensive around Camden Yards. If I can find a parking spot that $10, I, I'd probably be happy. But yeah, so of course you got you know Red Sox, Dodgers, Nationals, Yankees, all the teams that you'd expect. The Rangers are up there as well. 
But it looks like who has the uh, most expensive beer in their ballpark is the New York Mets, an average of $12 a beer. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. The lowest beer, it looks like, on this list is the Colorado Rockies, an average of $3 a beer. Good for them. It's because they're all high over there, stoned. They don't care. Everybody's just relaxed. <laughs> but anyway, so right now, July, going into August, we are watching Orioles baseball fighting for a wild card spot to go to the playoffs. And the 2001 odds that I was talking about earlier, who knows? Why not? You know, another why not year. Jorge Lopez on TMZ. Everybody's watching the Orioles. Look at they, they put a, an Oriole on TMZ. The world is talking about him right now. Love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time. See